I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I don't no, understand. you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who's who we have tonight? Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The internet Social media, dating, and rideshare apps all make life so convenient and fun. Swiping to meet up with someone new has become part of our daily lives. It's also how many unsuspecting people have ended up dead. I'm Courtney Bell. And I'm Jillian Lee Garner, and we're the co-hosts of the true crime podcast, I Met My Murderer Online. In each episode, we share a true story of one such deadly online connection and hopefully how you can avoid it. We hear from all who were involved in the case. The investigators. They discovered a victim inside the house. Victims' family members. Right now, it doesn't feel like life can ever be joyful again. And sometimes, even the murderer themselves. You have to decide, okay, what are you willing to do here? Are you willing to kill these people? If you're a fan of true crime, then you have to listen to season two of I Met My Murderer online. On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. People often asked if, after 20 years of doing predator investigations, is there anything that shocks me anymore? And I guess my answer is always, well, nothing surprises me anymore. And a lot of it is because in the very beginning, when we first started doing these investigations, I honestly didn't think we'd be doing them for this long. I thought that after the first two or three, guys would get the message. Nobody would show up. Who would want to be exposed in this way? Both on television and by being prosecuted in a court of law. Boy, was I wrong. 
20 years later, we're still at it, and there is probably more activity now than ever before. Remember, early on, we merely had decoys in chat rooms on AOL and Yahoo, maybe MySpace. Well, today, it's hard to even keep up with the number of social media platforms upon which adults can approach children. And any age below the age of consent constitutes disturbing, predatory, criminal behavior of sexual assault. Now, clearly, there are situations where, you know, a guy is 17, 18, a girl is 15 or 16. That's not what we talk about in these cases. That's not who we expose in these investigations. We're talking about grown men seeking to sexually assault children. And one case from the early days of the predator investigations that sticks out for a lot of different reasons in my mind occurred back in Riverside County, California in January of 2006. This is the case of Victor Wells. Victor was 49 at the time, a truck driver, who spent a month chatting with and grooming someone he thought was a 12-year-old girl. 12. The girl was really a decoy with perverted justice. Victor was one of those fellows who would fight the case for years unsuccessfully. And he was striking because of the length of the chat, the extent to which he went to groom this child. Victor Wells had a very clever screen name, Victor underscore Wells 2002. And he was talking to a girl whose screen name was Bubble Bath 2005. And right off the bat, the girl shares her age. Hi, 909 here also, meaning that he's in the same area code. Hi, says Bubble Beth 2005, ASL, 48, male and yours, 12, female. Little young for this room, isn't it? LOL, nah. Or you're a cop trying to hook others, LOL. You're silly, she says. Or a parent setting up others. So right away, he acknowledges the age. And he's suspicious that this is either a law enforcement agency doing a sting, which it is, or a parent setting up others, which it was not. It was my team with Dateline working in coordination with the Riverside County Sheriff's Office, the first time we collaborated with law enforcement, as I mentioned. Just asking if you're 12 or an adult acting as 12. She already said she was 12. And the reason why he likely asked that is because there's this notion among predators that if they ask if this is an undercover cop, the undercover cop has to tell them, has to say so. 
which is absolutely untrue. There is no responsibility on the part of law enforcement to admit that they're undercover. I don't know where this started. I think it started back in the undercover narcotics investigations where dope dealers had this notion that if they asked, the undercover cop had to tell. Otherwise, they couldn't make a prosecution. Well, it's, it's not true. So what are you doing in this room anyways, he asks. So bored. What, no shopping for a kid your age? No, I don't really like shopping a lot. I did mine today. Remember, he starts this chat before Christmas. He visits after the new year. He talks about going to Best Buy, getting gift cards. Oh, I like movies, she says. That's a good present. So what are you getting for Christmas? He asks. I don't know. I asked for a Bam Margera skateboard. I don't know if I get it. Well, maybe you will. Just don't hurt yourself when you fall. Now he's going to start being this parental influence, caring about her well-being. They talk about pictures of each other. She says that she doesn't have a digital camera yet. Mother won't let her have one. He says, ah, okay, it's nice having a digital camera. Yeah, I bet it is for you, Victor. Yeah, I got $20 for my birthday, and my mom didn't let me get a webcam. Then he expresses that maybe she'd just get into trouble with it anyway. Well, Victor is the one who's going to be getting into trouble. The other reason why I think some of these guys spend so much time chatting is they figure that if they get away with it, in their minds, they think it's not really the cops. They've established this relationship. But as we know, perverted justice decoys will spend as much time as necessary in these chats if it looks like this person is really a predator who is capable of harming a child. And the other reason, obviously, is the grooming. They're trying to get the child comfortable with the notion of having sex with a grown man. He also warns the girl that there are guys who get naked on these webcams, so she should stay away. So you staying home for Christmas, he asks? I think so. Depends on if Ma has to work. Victor says he's going to Tucson, Arizona. He has family there. Then he wants to know what her mom would say if she knew Bubble Beth was chatting with someone his age. I don't know, just talking, she says. Probably ground you from the computer, LOL. Nah, she says. The computer's in my bedroom, so she don't look on it. Guess that's good to know, he says. Just in case you get a cam, that is, LOL. So now he's turned from, oh, you can't have a cam. There are dangerous guys out there. Yeah, to, it's okay if you show me things on the camera. Saying, yeah, then you can show me all of you. LOL, naked, she asks. Of course not, LOL. You're too young. Oh, yeah? Then he asks if her mom is cute. Just teasing you is all, he says. Silly. Maybe you'll get a digital camera for Christmas and you can take more pictures. So he's going to start incrementally introducing this idea 
of sending him sexually suggestive pictures. And that's how these guys operate. They go little by little. They open up the child's mind, their curiosity, to potentially exploring a sexual liaison. I think you're pretty, just too young. But then again, if you were 18, I might be talking different. Yeah, but so long till I'm 18, though. So he goes back and forth, almost baiting her about this age. I think you're pretty, just too young. But then again, if you're 18, I might be talking different, LOL. Yeah, but so long till I'm 18, though. That's true, LOL. Oh, well. Now, this would be a point where there's an acknowledgement that she's just too young. This is an inappropriate conversation. And absolutely, these two should not meet. This is the part where Victor Wells should say goodbye. And he would have avoided a whole lot of trouble. But he doesn't. He asks about her girlfriends, who are also 12. Asks if she's got brothers or sisters. Just me. Then he says he's going to grab something to eat and says, good night, he might be on later. Wishes her sweet dreams. The next day, the conversation continues. And again... Too bad you're not older. Well, you could come see me, she says. I want to know you better first before, though. And I would never visit at your house either, LOL. My mom is gone a lot anyway. Little young for sex, aren't you? Well, still wouldn't go to your house. Neighbors talk. So now he's gone from it's wrong, I can't do it, you're too young, to I couldn't visit. You're a little young for sex, and the neighbors talk. He's on that slippery slope. Now, he's got a daughter as well. Because there's talk about maybe Victor Wells will pick up bubble bath and go hang out someplace. He says, on a day, my daughter will be gone all day. Don't want to have to be explaining anything. Could take some new pictures of you. You take new pictures of me? That'd be cool, she says. Yep, if it was summer, take some with you with a bathing suit at the pool. Freeze your butt off in there now, LOL. And now he brings up the whole issue of this being an undercover sting. Well, sometimes there are cops posing as kids on here also. Not sure if I have ever met any or not. Well, what does that tell you about Victor Wells? Not sure if he's ever met any cops posing as kids. That indicates he's had some inappropriate conversations online before. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Too bad you don't have a cam. I would say prove it, LOL. Again, she says she's not a cop. And now he's going to get very sexual. He's crossed over. After he says, I'm probably older than your mom, he asks if she's curious about certain sexual acts. 
Are you interested in sexual things, he asks. I've done a little, so yeah. She's 12, Victor. That makes it more interesting. So what have you done? Kiss a little and had someone at camp, like, touch me down there. Did you enjoy being licked down there? Was it by a guy or another girl? This, Victor. It was by one of the guy counselors. So she's introducing this idea that she's been with somebody older. Not as old as Victor, but somebody older. Would you like to have that done again, he asks. Maybe. He said everyone does it. Bet you taste good down there. Victor's all in now. Have you ever seen a guy's dick? Put my hand on one, but didn't see it. It was dark. I'm kind of excited just talking about it, LOL. Oh, for reals? So why are you asking? She says. So you didn't do anything to him? Just wondering what it would be like with you. You want to do it with me? She asks. I would be curious, he says, even if nothing happened. Want to see what mine looks like? Then he sends a picture of his penis. Feel nice to have your hand wrapped around it, LOL. Even wet on the tip a little, he says. Would you get naked for me if you were here? Yeah, if you want to, she says. Yes, I would want to. Would even let you on top and rub yourself all over me. What a sport. Oh, cool. I never done that. You want me to, she asks. Sure, but only put it in if you want to. So once again, he's putting the onus on a 12-year-old child. And this is what these guys do. If you want to. As if a 12-year-old could give a man consent. I could show you, but not unless it's something you wanted, he says. So until you're ready, just rub yourself on it. That would feel pretty nice. So he's introducing the idea of masturbation to a 12-year-old child. Well, I ain't a baby. I could do that, I think. Yeah, but for a woman, it hurts the first time. Oh, for reals? Yes, because you still have your cherry. That why. But hurts for only a little bit. Well, I suppose Victor has been to medical school now. Never rubbed yourself? He asks. No, not really. I heard it's better when someone else does it. Then he says, rub your clit and tell me how it feels. Nah, dude, that's like cyber stuff. I don't do that stuff. And this is something that the decoys from perverted justice would say and something that the current decoys with law enforcement say because there are cases, and we see them all the time, where these guys are just getting off having this conversation, whether it's really with a 12-year-old girl or a teenager, even older, or if they're taunting a decoy. They get off on this sometimes, and sometimes they don't show up. This is what gets them off, even though it's illegal to talk to somebody like this who says they're underage. He says, I would do that for you, talking about sex and touching her. You do for real? Or are you just saying that, she asks. If you're a cop, no, I wouldn't. If you're Beth, yes, I would. So again, he's trying to protect himself just in case this is a sting operation. He wants to know, would you lick me? 
Where? On my dick. If you want, yeah. When the guy licked you before, did he make you come then? He didn't lick, just feel it. Ooh, guess I would have to finish the job then, lol. This continues, and it gets even more graphic. Then he starts talking about whether or not she would talk about their sex. And he says, I wouldn't even tell anyone that I was chatting with you. LOL. Well, I won't. Good girl, LOL, he says. Sit you on my lap and bounce you up and down, LOL. That would be cool, K-E-W-L. Ultimately, days later, Victor Wells makes plans to come over and visit Bubble Beth. And, shocker, his suspicions are true. He walks into a sting and meets me. Victor is moving quickly. He hears the voice of Dell Harvey with perverted justice. Dell would also act as the on-site decoy, but usually only via voice. Victor walks in, he's got a bag with him, wearing a red t-shirt, and he starts to go in the direction of Dell's voice, which is my cue to walk in and intercept him so he doesn't get upstairs in the sting house. How you doing? Hi. Come on over here and have a seat, please. On the stool, if you would. What you got in the bag there? Uh, my camera. Camera. He's anxious. He got a ball cap on. Heavy fella. And I ask him what he's got in a bag. It's a paper bag. He says, a camera. Hmm. A camera. And what were you planning on uh, taking pictures of them? She just wanted some pictures for her profile. For her profile. Right. She just wanted some pictures for her profile. What a good Samaritan. 49-year-old Victor is just going to come over and do her a favor. Because he's such a great guy. And who is she? I would say Beth. Beth. Okay. And show me the camera that you brought with you. Go ahead, put it right on the counter right here. Bring anything else besides the camera? What's in that bag there? Oh, uh, Wendy's. Wendy's. So you brought Wendy's, a camera, and what do you have over there behind you? That's just uh, Mike's. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Right. That's an alcoholic beverage. Right, right. So he shows me the camera. It's quite an elaborate camera, high end. He brings fast food and Mike's Hard Lemonade. This, remember, is for a 12-year-old girl. And what is your name? My name's Victor. Victor, Victor Wells. And Victor, how old are you? I'm 49. 49. And you were here to see Beth. Right. And how old is Beth? I, I'm guessing she's older than 12. You're guessing. Now he's gonna play games with me. When I ask him how old he thought Beth was, 
he says, I'm guessing she's older than 12. Now, this is a guy, based upon the profile that I've witnessed over the years, having interviewed hundreds of these guys, this is a guy who has suspected that he may be walking into a sting, but he's so obsessed with fulfilling the fantasy of having sex with a child that he's talked himself into this, and that if, in fact, it is a sting, he's already concocted his excuses as to why he really wasn't going to do anything illegal. It's not going to work, Victor. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Well, why would you guess that? I mean, she told you exactly in so many times that, in fact, she is. Because I didn't believe her. Why wouldn't you believe her? Because what 12-year-old's going to go into a chat room on Yahoo and do this? Did you look at uh, her profile picture? Well, just like a lot of other 18-year-olds and above, you know. They Did you tell me that the picture looked to be 18? No, I, I assumed it was a fake one. Now he's going to try to spin me, saying a lot of 18-year-olds use pictures that are obviously under age. And why would you think that? Because a lot of people on on the chat rooms do that. But I'm confused. If somebody tells you they're 12... No, I, I don't believe it because they're in an adult chat room. But there's nothing to stop them from going into that chat room? Uh, I think there's an age requirement. Yes, but it's not enforced, is what I'm saying. I think there's an age requirement. Well, yeah, there is, but that can easily be circumvented, and children do it all the time. The point, Victor, is she told you she was 12, you acknowledged she was 12, you continued this sexually charged conversation anyway, and here you are, talking to me. Which begs the question... Why would you even mess around with somebody who said they were 12? Because I wouldn't think they were. Again, you've not given me a good reason why you wouldn't think that if somebody tells you over and over again they're 12 and has a picture in their profile that is unmistakable. Because I, a lot of people lie on their profiles. You start out in your chat log saying that you're a little bit concerned because she's so young. A little young for this room. Or you're a cop trying to book others or a parent setting up others. Just can't. Just well, yeah. if so you're 12 or an adult. Says, no, she's not. I assume she isn't. Just if you're 12 or an adult acting as 12. I already told you. I said I'm 12. And also, if I saw your profile and age asking to view my camera, I would have to say no. You're sort of concerned at first. You're Well, I was still concerned. and I just wanted to bring her to the lunch and take a couple of pictures for her profile. Yeah, he was concerned, okay, but not too concerned to bring her lunch and take a couple of pictures for her profile. Who does that? Victor Wells does that. That's who. You ask her if her mom is cute. Well, it's just, it's just chat. Just chat. Sometimes I find that one of the most useful tools when interviewing somebody in a situation like this is just to allow an uncomfortable silence. Too many times reporters doing interviews feel they need to fill the dead air. They don't like the silence. 
And sometimes the best thing to do is let them hang there and try to figure out what's going on. And sometimes they volunteer things that you don't expect. And that's exactly what Victor Wells does. So you don't want to, you at first tell her she shouldn't be on the computer and getting herself in trouble at the age of 12. Do you have kids? I've got a uh, 28-year-old son and a uh, 19-year-old daughter. Now, if you had younger kids, would you be comfortable with a grown adult coming into the home where one of the children was home alone, if that child was No, I honestly, I would say no. So why is that okay for you to do it? I really don't have a good answer. It's just bad judgment on my part. There we go. Bad judgment on my part. Two kids of his own, yet he still shows up. Like I said, I'm thinking, you know, she's she's older than, you know, 18, and, you know, just bad judgment on, on that part of both of us then at that time. But you acknowledge over it's, and over again that she's 12, you're concerned a, about it, what are you doing on the just internet? A, just a role play, just a fantasy thing, that's all that was. Just a role play fantasy. Yes. And I, I assume that's what's going on here. But how can you assume that? Because it's... What evidence did she give you that, in fact, she was not 12 years old? She gave me no evidence of either way. Then how... Well, she said over and over again that she was 12. That... just I have the chat logs. I understand. I, I see that. I see that. Now, do you know that it is illegal to send obscene material to somebody who you think is underage? I was assuming she was of age. She said nothing. I understand, that. but well, I'm guessing it's all, you know... Rotating. All what? You know, roles. Role playing. Right. This whole notion of role playing doesn't get any of these guys off the hook. Because if he's got this fantasy of having sex with a 12 year old girl, in most cases, it's just a matter of time before they talk about this so much online that they finally act out on it. It's bound to happen. And that is exactly what has happened in this case. Maybe he did engage in role-playing before. But showing up is showing up, Victor. And that's exactly what you did. So I ask him if he's met other people this way. And how often do you suppose you go to meet people who you've met? I mean, I've met a couple up north. That, that I've been on, online. And he is young as 12 years old. Oh, no, sir. They're, you know, like in their 40s, stuff like that. So this was kind of a new thing for you tonight, to come meet somebody who was 12. I finally become a bit exasperated with Victor Wells. And I push him to see what he's going to say. He tries to stick to his original story of this being all about role-playing. Yes, sir. And, well... Being 12, no, I didn't know she was actually that. But she keeps saying that. Come on, who are you talking to here? She said she's 12, you talk about it, she doesn't give you any indication she's not, there's no indication of role pay. Do I look stupid to you? No, no. Do I look stupid to you? Then why are you trying to sell it? Because I'm thinking it's just all a role play. But what do you think should happen to you? I'm scared straight. Scared straight. Yes, sir. So you know you were doing something wrong. 
Well, when you come to the door and there's a officer here too, yes, sir. He tells me he's now scared straight. And at this point, it becomes very clear that he thinks I'm a law enforcement officer. Remember, this is only our third investigation, only our third sting. And so a lot of the guys hadn't seen this yet on television. And so he's going to try to tell me that because he's come face to face with somebody in law enforcement that he doesn't need to be punished any further. He's scared straight. And now it's time for me to tell Victor exactly who I am. Well, I've got to be honest with you because I'm not an officer. I'm Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC and we're doing a story about computer predators. Now, if there's anything you'd like to say on your behalf, we'd like to hear it. If not, you're obviously welcome to walk right out of the door. I'd like to walk right in. It's fine. Take your stuff. Victor leaves with his stuff and is immediately arrested by the detectives and deputies with the Riverside County Sheriff's Office. And as much as he tried to spin me or deny to me that he was actually going to have sex with a 12-year-old girl, he fought just as hard in the criminal justice system in California. In fact, Victor Wells fought this case for three years and finally went to trial in 2009. He must have seen the writing on the wall, finally understood that the evidence was overwhelming, and took the best plea deal his lawyer could put together. He pleaded guilty to one charge, one felony associated with getting busted in the sting, He spent 180 days in jail. He got three years probation and had to register as a sex offender for life. Now, he appealed portions of this sentence uh, having to do with his probation because he was limited as to certain interactions he could have with children of other adult friends. And the argument was made that the conditions of his probation were too restrictive. And in fact, a court said some of them were. But the sentence and the guilty plea stood. Where is Victor Wells today? Well, he's still in California, still driving a truck. And I was able to track down a number for Victor which I called a short while before recording this episode. All right, putting a call in to Victor Wells. Hello. Hello, Victor. Yeah, right here. Victor, it's Chris Hansen. How are you? Now, just in case we had a bad cell signal, I called Victor back. He did not pick up. I'll take that as a no comment. More of our story in a moment. 
as always, I like to hear from you. And many of the questions that come into the podcast here are recorded. Listeners are kind enough to put their question in an audio file and send it in. But I do get a lot of questions that are written out and are just as important and compelling. And sometimes the reason why they're written out as opposed to recorded is because the podcast listener doesn't have a command of the English language that makes them comfortable enough to make a recording. And such is the case with Kaneko, who writes from Japan. I've recently been binging all your shows and podcasts, and I just wanted to say a massive thank you for everything that you've done and are continuing to do. You've helped keep so many children safe and helped keep so many childhoods trauma-free and just how they should always be. I'm 15 now, but when I was 12, I was solicited by a 47-year-old online, and he groomed and blackmailed me into sending him explicit pictures and videos, as well as meeting up with him on multiple occasions. Mm. I've recently stopped contact with him after understanding what he was doing to me and how messed up it is, with the help of your shows. Looking back, I realize I was a very easy target since my parents divorced when I was 11 and I was constantly moving from Germany to live with my father, then going back to Japan to live with my mother. Repeating that process over and over again, which made me feel disconnected from my family. And I felt like I couldn't tell them anything, since I've never been to a public school and have always been homeschooled, my social interactions have been limited throughout my life which has knocked my confidence massively. And although I knew what he was doing to me was wrong, to some extent, he made me feel like I was the most important person in the world by letting me vent to him about my problems and he would actually give some good advice back and always be on my side. It's disgusting how easy sick adults will take advantage of innocent children without a second thought about how the kid's life will be permanently altered after. Since seeing your shows and realizing how many disgusting men are out there and how many of them are repeat offenders, I've decided to speak up about my experience with him and attempt to try to take legal action if I can to try and stop him from ruining another child's life. So thank you for that. I also have a question for you that I don't really understand. Why in America do sex offenders and rapists get such a small sentence, if they even get one, compared to minor drug offenses and other small, in-comparison crimes. It doesn't make sense to me. Shouldn't children be protected as much as law enforcement can make them? Sincerely, Kaneko. P.S. I'm sorry if my English isn't very good. Japanese is my first language, and I've only been learning English for around a year. Wow. Thank you for sharing all that, Kaneko. It is frustrating to me, and I know to a lot of law enforcement officers around the country, that these sentences are often not as severe as 
you'd want them to be. And you're exactly right. What crime is worse than sexually assaulting a child, stealing a child's innocence, grooming a child, abusing a child, exploiting a child, taking pictures of a child? To me, it doesn't get any worse. And while there are some great examples in this country of proper sentencing, there are many more that stick out as not enough. And that's one of the reasons why we continue to do these investigations on True Blue, my streaming crime network, because these guys are out there, the predators, and we will continue to expose them for as long as I'm around. And I know a lot of law enforcement officers, deputies, agents who feel the same way. Thank you for speaking out. I know, Kaniko, that stories like this will create awareness and a dialogue, just like our investigations. I wish you all the best and a lot of healing. Thank you for being brave. I wish you, Kaniko, a very happy, pleasant, peaceful holiday. And I wish you all a wonderful holiday with friends and family. Please enjoy. You can find me all over social media on Twitter at Chris Hansen, Instagram, official Chris Hansen, Cameo, TikTok, have a seat with Chris Hansen. On my streaming crime network, True Blue, T-R-U-B-L-U, watch trueblue.com for details with new investigations. Takedown, we call them. The new predator investigations. There are probably 60 new ones and more on the way. And as always, you can reach me right here at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening. A Huda Media Production.